What is circumcision? Circumcision is literally one of the oldest traditions in Jewish history because it dates always back to the very first Jew, our patriarch, our father Abraham. Our father Abraham was 99 years old when God commanded him to circumcise himself. Abraham circumcised himself, yes, at 99 years old. And then he was instructed that every child that is born, they should be circumcised on the eighth day. So, tomorrow, our 20th grandchild will be having his circumcision. And I'm thinking about the connection between my very own newest grandchild, number 20, me live and be well, gets connected always back to Abraham. And that is what a circumcision ceremony is actually called. It's called a Brit Milah, which means a covenant. Because indeed, that is what circumcision is. It's not a surgical procedure. It's rather a very, very spiritual event. It's an event that's sanctified with prayer over a cup of wine. And the one who performs the circumcision is not necessarily a doctor, rather an expert. An expert who has been trained specifically to be able to perform the circumcision as it has been handed down traditionally for 3,000 years. So the ceremony, it's very important to know, it's imperative that it is done by a certified expert, which is known as a mohel. Not your pediatrician, not your surgeon, but a mohel. As a matter of fact, in the royal palace in England, whenever a male child was born, they did not use the pediatrician or the surgeon to perform, but they found a Jewish certified mohel to do the circumcision because this is their expertise and this is what they are trained on and that's all that they do is circumcision. So those are the best in town. There are some pediatricians that are also certified as a mohel, but understanding that the concept of a circumcision is not a medical surgical procedure. It's rather a spiritual event. And to this, you need someone who is spiritually endowed, someone who's an ordained rabbi, someone who lives a traditional Jewish life, who's God-fearing, and who knows all the traditions that dates always back to Abraham, how to perform a proper circumcision. So having a gift from God, when God gives you a child, when it's a boy, God gave you the commandment 
that when the child turns eight days old, he needs to be circumcised. Now you may ask the question, why? Why couldn't God just created the child already circumcised? Why did God create the child uncircumcised with a foreskin and then require eight days later to remove it? Why couldn't God just created the child already circumcised? The answer is because there is such great significance in the event, in the ceremony, in the process of actually removing the foreskin and removing it in a ceremony, in a spiritual setting. This tradition, this covenant, when done properly and under the auspices of a traditional certified kosher moil circumciser, you are cementing, you are welding a link in the chain between your child and our great-great-grandfather Abraham. And that is the word covenant, Brit. The word covenant means that it's something that cannot be broken. When people make agreements, sometimes agreements get broken, handshakes get reversed. But when you do a covenant, a covenant is forever. As the expression introduced in the Bible, when it talks about a covenant of salt, why a Brit Melach covenant of salt? Because salt lasts forever. Salt never spoils. That is the relevance between a covenant and salt. It's because a covenant lasts forever, just like salt lasts forever. And that is the same concept of a circumcision that is done at a male, at a child who's eight days old. It is that moment that there is a bond that's irreversible made between this child and Abraham. Every Jewish child has to have a circumcision. It's not negotiable. This is what Torah tells us. This is what God told us. And it's been practiced ever since Abraham circumcised his son Isaac at eight days old that we perform this circumcision through thick and thin. When you look over history and you see the distances people have gone through to make sure that the child gets circumcised under the most difficult circumstances. When you hear stories from behind the Iron Curtain in the former Soviet Union Stalin days when they prohibited all practices of Judaism, what kind of dangers parents put themselves in to clandestinely make sure that their child has a circumcision. That was non-negotiable. A Jewish person cannot live uncircumcised. They must have a circumcision. Many, many Russian immigrants who were unable to have a circumcision at birth, when they were freed, they had circumcision as an adult. Yes, it is never too late 
to have a circumcision. Just recently, there's a news article about a 97-year-old immigrant who had a circumcision at 97 years old. He did not want to leave this world without being circumcised. So this is not an option. This is an opportunity. It's an obligation on every single parent to see to it that when God gives you a gift of a beautiful boy, the first thing you do is you arrange is a circumcision. It's a beautiful ceremony. To the child, it's practically painless. The Moel, the certified circumciser, has trained so well that the training includes that it should be the least amount of pain for the child. The procedure, the way it's done, is so quick and so fast that it happens literally in the blink of an eye. But the effects remains for the child forever. When you think about it, the circumcision is done specifically on the part of the body where the future generations will come about. And that is why circumcision is so paramount and so important to fulfill. It's because, yes indeed, the future of Judaism is from where the circumcision occurs. Many, many people are just ignorant, don't know how important it is to make sure to have your Jewish child, the boy, circumcised at eight days. As long as the doctor ascertains that the child is healthy enough, that there's no jaundice, that the child is ready for circumcision, that's when the circumcision should happen, the eighth day. But in case if a child needs more recovery time from birth, or the child is jaundice, then they will postpone the circumcision until the nearest time the doctor gives a full clearance. The circumcision can be done at your home. It can be done at the synagogue. It can be done at the grandparents' home. It can be done anywhere, as long as it's done by a mohel, by a certified circumciser. Not only because of the spirituality that he's going to bring to it, but the professionalism will be there. In addition to performing this wonderful, wonderful commandment, it is also the moment that we are going to give the child a name. Up until the ceremony, the child does not have a name, has not been yet given a name. How do parents know what name to give a child? How do they know what's the right name to give a child? We just make it up and say, I'm going to name this child this name. Well, according to mysticism, Kabbalah, God actually gives the parents of the child a gift of prophecy so that they would know what name the soul needs. The matchup between the name of the child is connected intrinsically with the soul, the Hebrew name. And that happens at the breasts that God will give the parents an inspiration. It's a gift of prophecy that they get for, as a reward for bringing another child to the world. And the prophecy will tell them exactly what the name needs to be for a child. And once the child is given their Hebrew name, it's with them for life. And you use that Hebrew name throughout his whole life. 
preferably to call him by his Hebrew name, but also when he gets called to the Torah at his bar mitzvah, in the wedding ceremony, on the wedding contract, and whenever he gets called up to the Torah, that is going to be his name. And when he gets married and has children, his child will be named the son of, and that's his Hebrew name. So the Hebrew name that's given to him at the ceremony lasts forever. So at the ceremony, in addition to being given the name, in addition to having the covenant, the Brit Milah, the circumcision ceremony, there is a great visitor known as Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet comes to every single circumcision ceremony to bless the child and to bless the parents. As a matter of fact, there's a special chair that is set aside for Elijah the prophet. And we actually shout out, welcome Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet comes to be with you. And there's a special opportunity for the one who the child is going to be on their laps during the circumcision performance. It's a very special honor. There are great omens, great blessings that comes to the person who gets that the child rests on their lap because Elijah the prophet will be visiting and will be attending this ceremony on your lap. So it's usually the honor is given either to the father of the child or the grandfathers or the uncles or other notable members of the community, but it is a very special honor to be able to have that. The whole ceremony is so beautiful and is so special because you're celebrating the birth of not only a child, but a whole generation. You're celebrating the miracle of birth, the miracle of carrying a pregnancy to term and giving birth to a beautiful, healthy child. This is a moment that we say, thank you, God. And the way you do it is not just by saying thank you, but by actually doing the act that God asked us to, to have a circumcision. So congratulations, Mazel Tov, to those who have been blessed with having a child, having a boy. Make sure that your child gets a proper kosher circumcision. As we're looking forward to the celebration of our 20th grandchild's bris ceremony, we think about the miracle that here we are in the 21st century, that God has given us the opportunity to perform a ceremony, to invite family and friends to be there in person without any worry of anyone looking over their shoulders. In my 40-year career, I have had one most difficult phone conversations that I cannot shake from my memory. And this was a young Jewish woman gave birth to a boy. And I called her to wish congratulations. And then I asked her, when will the circumcision ceremony occur? Because I could help provide with an expert moel. And this woman told me, well, Rabbi, where we decided not to give our son a circumcision.
And I said, may I ask why? And she said, well, we think it should be his choice. Um, we don't think that we should make that decision for him. That let him decide when he grows up if he wants to be circumcised or not. And I was so shocked, taken aback by that response. And I began a conversation that lasted for about an hour, trying myself to understand the logic here. The child was just born. Uh, the parents had no problem allowing the doctors to give the child all the medical support they needed without asking the child's permission. Um, the child's been getting the immunizations he needs without asking his permission. I mean, everything else said that they're okay with doing, but they wouldn't allow the child to be brought into the covenant of the Jewish nation, as God told Abraham, without his consent. I just couldn't wrap my brain around the logic over here. I've, God forbid, the child um, sprains his arm. Uh, are they going to wait to get his permission before they set it straight and, uh, and correct? I mean, what is that thought process? At what point have we given up our faith in God? At what point have we forgotten the one who has given us life, who gives us life? And the least we can do is to follow the precepts that's doable, that's attainable. Offering your child a circumcision eight years old is not your option as parents. God, the creator of all being, told us to do it. Especially don't wait for your child to grow up. There's a good chance the child's going to look at you and say, hey, why haven't you done this? It's like everyone else has done it for 3,300 years. It really bothered me. And all I understand is that we're living in the land of the free. And sometimes freedom comes at a cost. That we forgot that when God gave us freedom, it was freedom to practice religion not freedom from practicing religion and becoming free thinkers and making your own decisions. So I certainly hope that if any one of you listening to this is thinking the same way, to reconsider and realize, just like we want to do the best for our children medically, physically, we ought to do for them also spiritually. And giving them a circumcision at eight days old is the best you can do for your child for the rest of his life. As he will be ushered into the covenant of Abraham and will be endowed with all the blessings from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, from all the generations of the past, and be connected with God in a very special covenant, who God will protect you and guard you, and his countenance will be upon you forever. Congratulations. God bless you. God loves you.